0: This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome to Citizen CEO. Today, we continue our chat with Gina Ramsey, founder and president of Pink Dog Digital. Gina talks about leveling up your digital strategy game and provides practical tips using common tools to do so. We also reflect on Gina's first year in business, talk about some of her lessons learned, and her advice for anyone who's interested in doing something similar. So we're both small businesses. As small businesses, we know that we are always balancing our resources. Are there any simple, cost-effective solutions out there that small businesses can leverage to up their branding game, their digital game?
1: Facebook ads, Instagram ads, are very inexpensive. It doesn't cost a lot of money to set them up. I met with a woman who's charging $1,500 a month to set up a Facebook ad for a restaurant. A restaurant doesn't have $1,500 a month to do Facebook ads. So those tools are really good and you can use different types of ads, whether you're trying to drive an event, whether you're trying to get somebody to go into your website. LinkedIn ads are a little bit more expensive, but I find that because they're B2B, the ROI is significantly higher. Sometimes we'll run some LinkedIn ads to capitalize on that B2B market. There are a host of tools out there that can help you amplify your content. There's one called Outbrain that syndicates your original content. You can use tools like Hootsuite and eClincher to aggregate content and schedule it out for long periods of time. They also have image and video libraries within them. They will suggest posts based on posts that have gotten engagement previously. There's several video tools one that we use called Content Samurai, which is about to be rebranded, so don't quote me that that's still (laughs) gonna be what it's called. But I can put in five or six lines of a script and it automatically crowdsources copywritten images that I can use as part of my license agreement, stitches it all together in a video and you can push that content out. Video content right now is hot. 78% of people prefer to use video content and this can make a video with royalty-free images in three minutes. And it's super simple to do, and you've seen it on your social channels because we've
0: done it there. (laughs) Let's take a step back and talk about that and GovCon for a second. What do you think is beneficial for government contractors in terms of putting out that type of video content? Where would the value be for them?
1: So LinkedIn not only allows you to put video on your personal profiles, but today, newsflash, I just read something that you can put it on your business profiles. Oh. So that video content can remain evergreen within your LinkedIn profiles. You should be uploading video to YouTube channels and optimizing them, adding the transcript so that if, for whatever reason, people searched for you and Google, Those videos on YouTube can actually get indexed individually separate and apart from your website or your social channel or anything else. And having the transcripts in there ups your game on allowing that to happen. So any place you can post, I mean, there's Vimeo, there's so many video channels, but I really think that the powerhouses that work together are YouTube and LinkedIn.
0: Okay, so you've been running Pink Dog Digital for a little over a year now if you stepped into the role of president today possessing all the knowledge that you've gained over the past year what would you do differently what would you change hire a project manager from day one instead of trying to do it myself
1: my project manager story is cute i've known the woman for 15 years she's been a friend for a long time she called me about six months into my business and said you know really happy for you. I love what you're doing. I've always respected you as a business development and salesperson, and I think you're amazing at that. And I was like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. She goes, but you really suck at process. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, what? She said, you're terrible at details. I know you're terrible at details. Let me help you. She had closed a business and she was under a non-compete and just wanted to do something to stay busy. So she started with me in May, and it was a game changer. I have done what I wanted to do year three inside of year one. And I attribute that to her being able to get things out the door. And I think the big lesson here is learn what you do well and do it. And then give somebody else what you don't do well or don't enjoy doing because it's never going to get done right if you're trying to do something you're not good at and you don't like it
0: us a little bit about what inspired you to start your own company, what your personal inspiration was for doing so.
1: Well, I worked at another company doing this for 14 years, and there were many times where I didn't necessarily agree with the decisions that were being made. But if you make really good money and you have a lot of flexibility, you can look the other way at things. And I think For 14 years, I knew that this day would come. I didn't know that it would come as abruptly as it did. But I did have the luck, I guess, of learning how to run a company before I actually had to run a company. Mm. So if I could change anything, I think, there, I wish that it would have just slowed down so I had time to plan. But I went from zero to 60 in
0: 30 days. Right. And it was crazy train, so... That tells us a little bit about the inspiration behind the motivation to actually do it, right, to launch. Now that you've launched and it's been a little over a year, and I'm sure it's been crazy town, as you said, during this first year, it's it's always the toughest. How do you maintain that inspiration on a day-to-day basis?
1: So that goes back to another story from my previous role. I had nothing but millennials working for me in my previous company. I thought at the time that Millennials were the worst thing that ever walked on the planet. And then I realized what we were asking them to do was really the worst thing we had ever asked them to walk on the planet. And I hired a whole new team in my current company at Pink Dog. And I get such inspiration from them because they are excited to come to work. They are hard workers. They're texting me at nine o'clock at night to make sure I did something right. And I just find that these young people that are part of my team, I wake up in the morning and I get have a text message from, good morning, or what? I, no need to talk to me like that, but they are so warm and genuine. And there's a video on my website where one of the girls actually had some people in tears with the way she was talking about how happy she was to work with us. So it, it's the people, it's the clients. You know, the clients that call me and say, We just got a big government contract. We just sold the biggest job ever. We just got nominated or awarded a particular thing. And if we had a piece of that or we had a play in that, that makes me so happy because I love to see them being successful, making money, and enjoying their careers, that it gives me
0: passion and and energy. That's awesome. What advice do you have for our listeners out there who may be thinking of taking a similar path and and entering this space? I think having that de facto
1: board of directors is the most important Mm -hmm. thing you can do. Starting with a mentor and someone that you can be completely real and honest and terrified and happy and angry and sad and all the things that come with starting a business. You need a banker, a lawyer, you need a financial planner, you need insurance people, an accountant. Get that team together so that they're all talking together. I thought I was gonna be awesome at keeping my books on QuickBooks, and I was not. And it cost me more money to have my mess up fixed than to have just hired somebody straight away. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have the people in your company, have the outsource people to help you do what needs to be done on a daily basis. And let them stay in their lane. Don't try and cross into theirs.
0: That's such valuable advice. And at Applied Development, that's something that we are always kind of struggling with, quite frankly, because we, as a small business, have limited resources. Mm -hmm. And determining where to expend those resources when sometimes you know that you have the capability to do something Doesn't always mean that you should be doing it. Exactly. Um, And so, walking that fine line is often challenging. So, thank you for, for sharing that with our listeners. So, what's next for you, Gina Ramsey?
1: Well, I would like to build this company up to a point where I can spend time traveling with my husband. We both are crazy workaholics. He travels with his current job. I laugh now and say that I have him check in on Facebook so I know where to find him (laughs) because I don't even know where he is half the time. I'd like us to be able to get a house, what I call a inside door. So I think it's an apartment, but I won't tell him that. Or I can shut that door, turn off my mail and go for a month and not have to worry about it. I want to visit Australia and visit our au pair who lived with our kids when they were little. I want to see her. That's not a one-week trip. I want to meet her kids who I've never met. So there's a lot of traveling, a lot of family time that's been missed doing all this business. And eventually, I would like to see my core team step up and maybe take this business over if they've got an interest and an acumen for it.
0: So what's your goal for that timeline? Let's let's set it in stone so I can hold you accountable. When are you going to be taken off to Australia?
1: I would like... A five to ten year run and then I don't want to be coming to the office every day anymore I just I don't want to answer emails till 11 o'clock at night anymore my husband's older than I am I want to be able to enjoy him mm-hmm. he's going to retire in five years he is not going to stay at home and get under my skin while I'm trying <laughs> to work so we've got to figure out some fun things to do together in the next five to ten years
0: well that's awesome that sounds like a great plan for the next phase of Gina Ramsey Thank you so much for joining us today on Citizen CEO. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I hope you all learned as much from chatting with Gina as I did. As a small business, we're constantly juggling resources and priorities. And I found that within GovCon in particular, too often we minimize the importance of having a robust digital strategy. Gina made a really convincing case for why we should all consider prioritizing digital as part of our larger business plan. Many thanks to Gina for her many insights and inspo over the past couple of episodes. I hope you'll join us next week when we chat with Shanna Cosgrove, founder and CEO of Nyla Technology Solutions, when we'll talk more about cyber and employee engagement.